chapter you are not who you think you are from living enlightenment by shri nityananda parameshwaram using the right mask you all play different roles use masks in your day to day lives you use one mask with your mother a different mask with your father a different one with your boss and so on as long as you use the right mask with the right people it is all right the moment you use the wrong mask with a person be aware that your ego has stepped in all you have to do is switch mask efficiently and enjoy the show then you are a watcher you can do this only when you know that you are something beyond the mask otherwise you will get carried away by the mask and lose the whole charm of life when you know that you are only using mask your desires drop just like when you grow up you automatically drop your toys in the same way when you look at these masks intelligently you don't have any desire for them and simply use them as needed if you are a strong egoistic person you don't need a separate hell because the mind can exist only in conflict and discontentment with contentment with satisfaction you will lose your boundary that is why you don't want joy or bliss please never think you want bliss no actually you are afraid of joy and bliss whenever you go through a peaceful no worry feeling just watch yourself you feel you are missing something when there is nothing to think about unless you have something strong to brood over you don't have a clear cut boundary in your inner space your mind exists when it hits the corners of your suffering you don't feel your boundary or your identity unless you have enough suffering if you look a little deeper you will understand that many times you feel lonely if you don't have anything to worry or suffer about that is the way you believe yourself to be because by its nature the mind can record only negative things the mind can flourish it can create more thoughts it can more clearly identify with suffering dissatisfaction and discontentment the quality of joy is boundarylessness when you are in joy you don't feel your boundary whenever you don't feel your boundary you are in a state of joy in a satisfied and contented mood your ego cannot exist without your suffering suffering is the root of your ego this is an important thing you need to understand we always think that the ego is disturbed by suffering no ego is enriched by suffering one more important thing is that if your suffering is less your ego is less you feel you're too small so you increase your suffering so that you can feel you are somebody the less the suffering the lesser is the ego the more you suffer the stronger your ego becomes so you always exaggerate your suffering the problem is that after some time you forget that you exaggerated then you are also caught in the same net you might disagree and say no you don't know my life you don't know my suffering but be very clear after some time you're caught in the same net that you yourself created we all have two identities the identity that we project to the outer world and the identity that we believe to be us in the inner world the identity that you believe to be you inside your mind is called mamakar in sanskrit 
it will always be much smaller than what you really are you will carry or remember all your failures past mistakes and guilt constantly trying to work on them the identity that you project to the outer world is called ahankar ahankar is your visiting card you print on it everything that you want others to know about yourself this is based on the identity you show to the outer world it will always be more than what you have more than what you are it will always be more than what you are because you think you have to sell yourself it becomes a basic need to do this especially in the societies where you have to market yourself ahankar will be based on a superiority complex mamakar will be based on an inferiority complex ahankar will be based on fear mamakar will be based on greed the basic truth is that you're much more than these two identities when you unclutch from these two identities you will suddenly realize that you're beyond the two identities when that happens these two identities can never bind you again an incident from the life of ramana maharshi one of ramana maharshi's disciples translated one of his books into another language in the translation inside the book his name was also published as a translator when the disciple saw the book he was shocked to see this he went to the concerned authorities and scolded them for this mistake he then went and told ramana maharshi bhagwan they should not have put my name i don't feel my name should be publicized i'm not that kind of person bhagwan said the ego that asks for the name to be there and the ego that asks that the name not be there are one and the same relax be very clear the inferior ego that is trying to show humbleness is also ego with a superiority complex with a violent aggressive ego at least society will teach you this ego is very visible with a humble ego you will escape from society that is more dangerous it is a cunning ego that can nicely save itself ego is just the identity you carry about yourself types of ego active ego versus passive ego the active ego is easy to recognize people with an active ego will behave in a high-handed fashion they will claim self-importance openly they will be arrogant this ego is actually easy for a master to deal with he just needs to bang on it a few times and it will break a small story a psychiatrist asks his patient if he is suffering from fantasies of self-importance the man replies absolutely not in fact i think much less of myself than i really am a person with an active ego will not be willing to let go of it at any cost passive ego is very subtle and cunning people who have a passive ego will pose as being very humble lacking courage to face people and shying away from taking credit the worst part of this is that they think they are like this because they are not egoistic actually they are so carefully guarding their ego from getting hurt by unconsciously thinking they are humble <clears throat> people with active ego are like dried hard twigs they can be broken easily people with passive ego are like fresh green twigs each time their ego is hit they bend but don't break the ego is so well safeguarded that it becomes difficult to deal with actually they work very hard to safeguard it but in a sweet and passive way 
i is the ego the root of fear mine this is my house that is my car these are my friends is the root of greed i means continuously doing mine means continuously having continuously you try to expand your boundary continuously you try to change the things outside you want to expand your boundary of mine for example you have a basic car now but you want to have a more luxurious car you may want more than one car you have a house to live in but you want a bigger house this kind of personality is based on having such people feel happy secure and relaxed only when they continuously possess more and more things the deep feeling of insecurity that fear drives us to more greed to continuously try to possess more things continuously possessing things is nothing but a feeling of deep insecurity you can see the idea of continuously possessing more and more things is just because of fear and insecurity we usually feel more secure if we have more friends more relatives and more things around us with more security we feel we will not be taken away from this world people ask me why do we have to follow masters i tell them you don't have to follow masters but if you don't follow masters you will be following your ego that's all there are only two options either you listen to the master or you listen to the ego master is the being who has already achieved eternal bliss nitya ananda if you follow him you will also reach that state as for your ego you know what it has achieved so far and what it is heading towards if you are happy comfortable contented and blissful in the path in which your ego is already leading you then you can follow your ego nothing is wrong with that if you are a little uncomfortable if you want to change then follow the master's path there are only two things master and the mind if you follow the master you cannot follow the mind if you follow the mind you cannot follow the master there is a beautiful word namaha it means not mine i am not i surrender the i and mine at the feet of the master or god meditations for this third eye meditation duration 25 minutes this is an extremely powerful technique most effective when practiced in the master's presence or in front of a picture of the master's eyes step 1 duration 5 minutes with your eyes closed just see through your eyes whatever images you're seeing behind the closed eyes step 2 duration 5 minutes now open your eyes and through your third eye look intensely at the master's third eye in the picture look through your eyes step 3 duration 5 minutes with your eyes closed just see through your eyes whatever images you're seeing behind the closed eyes step 4 duration 5 minutes now open your eyes and through your third eye look intensely at the master's third eye in the picture look through your eyes step 5 duration 5 minutes with your eyes closed just see through your eyes whatever images you're seeing behind the closed eyes During this meditation you may see visions of your favorite deities or you may find that the master's form is replaced by a beam of light. Sometimes you may see total emptiness where his picture was. Don't be alarmed or lose your awareness at these moments. It is not hypnosis. It is a dehypnotizing process. 
your super consciousness is being awakened if you see only light or emptiness it is a sign that you have done the meditation with deep sincerity that is the truth of our nature we are all nothing but energy seeing through the eyes you can achieve the i currently you're making up your own reality if you see through the eyes you will wake up from it and see reality as it is Thank you.